Welcome to the Uncomplicating Weight Loss Podcast. My name is Eva Rodriguez, proud Latina, single mom, and certified integrative nutrition, health, weight loss, and mindfulness coach. I'm passionate about teaching women how to balance being busy and healthy without complicated rules or restrictions. On this podcast, I'll be simplifying weight loss concepts and mindset shifts so that you can be confident in your curves. It won't always be easy, but it doesn't have to be complicated. Welcome back, my friends. Before I start the episode, I want to let you know that I have a few slots open for one-on-one private coaching with me. My coaching slots fill up very quickly. So if you're finally ready to lose your weight for good, now is a great time to start, especially with summer vacations right around the corner. You can click on the link in my show notes or go to my website, www.eva.fit and click on the one-on-one coaching link that'll take you right to my application page. So if you're ready to get your mindset right and permanently lose your weight the uncomplicated way, I got you. At the time of this recording, I'm just one week shy of the one year anniversary of this podcast. Uncomplicating Weight Loss launched on June 1st, 2021. And I've told the story a few times about how I almost talked myself out of doing this new podcast because my first one, well, it flopped. And I made it mean so many things about myself. And I felt like a huge failure because of it. So I had this enormous fear of failing again. And I kept pushing the launch date back until we finally landed on June 1st because my podcast agency was like, listen, pick a date. And as of today, this podcast has reached 35,000 downloads, far from a failure. And I've mentioned this a few times, but every week I get my stats and I rank consistently in the top 100 charts in the U.S., in the Philippines, in Denmark, in France. Um, So shout out to all my listeners all over the world. I love you all so much. You have no idea. I think of each episode as a weekly love note to my listeners and to my clients. Every time I sit down to record an episode, I sit with that intention. And it served me beautifully and has been a big lesson on intentionality, which is something that I teach often when it comes to weight loss and mindset. Well, another major thing happened during this time. I just became a certified life coach through the Life Coach School. Literally, I got certified today. And when I tell you my entire life has changed, it's not an understatement. I look back at who I was when I first started the certification in November and who I am today, and I barely recognize myself. See, I've gotten a lot of certifications over the past few years. My Integrative Nutrition Health Coach certification from IIN, my Personal Trainer certification from NASM, my EFT Practitioner certification, my Mindfulness and Meditation certification. I'm even certified in Reiki healing, even though I don't practice it anymore. I love to learn and I love to immerse myself in personal development, but nothing could have prepared me for the transformation that I got during my life coaching certification. Hands down, the most intense work I've ever done, not only because of the requirements, but because of the self-coaching that I had to do that showed me parts of myself that I never fully understood until now. A few months ago, I mentioned in one of my episodes that I decided to let go of my therapist because I didn't see myself making any progress with her. We were going in circles and I was repeating the same patterns 
over and over again. And I kept breaking my own heart over and over again. And it was literally making me feel crazy. I was literally questioning my sanity on a consistent basis. But there were a few things that were happening concurrently with the coaching certification program that also helped to guide my decision to stop working with her. One of the things that separates life coaching from therapy is how much time we spend talking about our past. Many times in traditional therapy, a therapist will ask us questions about our past memories, and we spend a lot of time there. That's what I was doing with my therapist every single week for an entire year. And I started to realize it wasn't helpful or necessary anymore. I would often say, I'm tired of going around the same mountain. I'm ready to move past this. I want to move past this. But yet week after week, it would be the same damn song. The more I learned with the certification program, the more I realized that while sharing my version of my past or even what I was currently dealing with had a place, reiterating it over and over and over again without changing anything wasn't useful nor was it useful to explain my current condition based on the things that had happened in my past because it no longer exists anywhere but in my mind. I was essentially living in the past and I felt like my therapist was keeping me there. That's not to say I don't think therapy is useful because I do. I just believe that this particular therapist was just not equipped to help me with the things that I needed help with. And unfortunately, it took me a while to see it because sometimes when the problem is too close to your face, it's really hard to see everything clearly. So as I started using the tools that I was learning on myself, I started to learn that not only was I stuck in my past, the truth was that there were facts about my past and then there was my story about what happened. And I kept repeating the story as a victim and letting my past creep into literally everything that I did. I learned that the stories we tell about our past depends on what we're focusing on. We get to decide what we want to think of it and we get to decide what we're going to make it mean. Your thoughts create your results and you get to choose your thoughts. It sounds so simple, right? So while I'd been hoping that therapy would get me to the other side of my healing, my breakthrough actually came from being coached by a life coach. So I was in a session and she asked me this question, why are you choosing to suffer? And I said, because it's all I've ever known. She asked me, how does it feel to choose suffering? And I said, it feels comfortable. It feels familiar. And I just started crying. It felt like I'd been cracked open. I cried everyone's tears. That's a lyric from Shade's song, King of Sorrow. And when that song came out, I remember thinking, that's my theme song. If you've never listened to that song before, it's a very sad song. I'd been choosing sadness and suffering for a really long time. I had a breakthrough that day because I realized that I was stuck living in past regrets. 
and internalizing all of my failures and my mistakes and my rejections. And I was subconsciously choosing to be unhappy because I'd been there for so long. And it was showing up in my life in every way. It was showing up in all of my results. I realized that I could just choose a different thought and not in the fake positivity, think happy thoughts way and not thought swapping and not avoiding by distracting myself because I'm really good at that. It was simply about looking at my thoughts and seeing what they were creating in my life. This changed everything. Now, it didn't change overnight, but it changed the trajectory. I could finally see my path forward. And I just wanted to move forward because the circles that I'd been going in were exhausting. Those thought loops are exhausting. I finally understood the cause. What we're trained in at the Life Coach School is causal coaching, which is about finding the root cause of each symptom in our lives. But first, I had to apply it to my own life, and it was so uncomfortable. But one of the many lessons I learned through this training is that discomfort is the price of growth. Discomfort is how we evolve and change our lives and make our dreams come true. It's how we're able to find emotional balance. Our mentor and instructor, Brooke Castillo, teaches the concept that life is 50-50. 50% of the time, you'll be happy, and 50% of the time, you won't be. This is just part of the human experience. Understanding and embracing the idea that half of our life will be hard and painful, that we get to consciously and deliberately choose our emotions on purpose by choosing what we think about our circumstances and not trying to force ourselves to always choose emotions that are positive or happy because being happy 100% of the time should actually never be your goal because it's unrealistic. It's unreasonable because part of being human is there's contrast to everything. There's good and there's bad. There's light and there's darkness. So choosing humanness over happiness will ultimately give you more peace. Otherwise, you're chasing something that doesn't exist. You can't be happy all the time. And you don't want to be either. Think about it. When someone dies, you want to be able to feel grief, right? If you're trying to be happy all the time, that would mean that when awful things happen, you'd be happy. We want and need to feel negative emotions. However, you can decide what emotions serve you best in the balance between positivity and negativity. Imagine a silver platter filled with emotions. You get to choose the ones that you want to feel on purpose. That way, you're less taken off guard by unwanted emotions that pop up and try to derail you along the way. It's not that they won't happen. You just start to learn that you have more power than you probably give yourself credit. I call it releasing emotional weight. If you think about all the negative emotions that come up during a weight loss journey, they're uncomfortable, they're often painful and shameful. And those same emotions are the ones that we try to avoid feeling by overeating, overdrinking, overspending. Any type of overindulgence is just a way of avoiding what's really going on deep down inside. 
When you choose to avoid your emotions and pretend that it isn't there, you are, in essence, lying to yourself. Avoidance causes pain to fester. You might eat, for example, instead of feel sadness or boredom or loneliness. Then you might get upset because you ate when you weren't hungry. Then you might obsess about how your body looks in the mirror. All of these things keep you from addressing the cause of the pain and they multiply undesirable results in your life, such as weight gain. That's why managing your mindset is the most important part of keeping the weight off. If you don't figure out how to release your emotional weight, you'll have a much more difficult time releasing your physical weight. And it can be tricky, right? Because the emotional weight hides in different places. It shows up as thought errors. It shows up as holding on to the past. It shows up as pretending to be something or someone that you're not. So many different ways. So when I realized I was choosing to suffer, and I realized that the tools I was learning could help me change that, I really started to do the self-work, the self-coaching. I have a tendency to internalize and blame myself for everything. And I knew that wouldn't be useful in this journey. So I want to share how I was able to start to process the pain that I'd been holding on to in case you're also holding on to emotional pain the way I was. So you have a choice to avoid it, resist it, react to it, or process it. I'd been doing the first three, avoiding, resisting, and reacting, forever. I never knew how to process it. Processing pain is really uncomfortable. It, in and of itself, is a process that takes time. Feeling pain on purpose does not feel good at all. But here's what I learned. When we allow ourselves to feel our pain all the way through, we see that it's manageable and it can do no long-term harm. Unlike avoiding it and fighting it, which can have lots of long-term negative consequences. So when I allowed the feeling in my body and just watched it and noticed where it was coming up, and for me, it's usually wrapped up in anxiety too, but I started to just say out loud, I'm processing pain right now. And I would try to breathe into it. And every time I had a desire to react, resist, or avoid it, I would journal about it. Or if I didn't have my journal on me, I would literally acknowledge it out loud. And I would say, that won't help. That'll just prolong it. I need to just feel it. And I would try to name the vibrations in my body. It sometimes felt like pressure on my chest. It sometimes felt like my heart was literally breaking. And I would just acknowledge it and I would name it. As I did this, I started to see all of my thoughts much more clearly. My awareness grew so much. Even my awareness that I really wanted to force myself to find a solution to make the pain go away. So I would write all of my thoughts down as they came up. And I even took special note of the ones that seemed innocent, like, I deserve better. So see, that's actually not a helpful thought. The reason is because it creates an emotion of pain and resistance. So this process was very overwhelming. It will be overwhelming for you too. Just keep at it though. I remember I used to hate it when people would say, cry it out, you'll feel better. Because crying gives me awful headaches. But when I stopped resisting, and allowing myself to cry if I needed to cry without judging myself. 
I started to make room for new thoughts to try on. When we're looking for new thoughts, it really is like trying them on. It's really like trying on. I like to use the analogy of trying on shoes because I love shoes. You should see my closet. So many shoes, not enough places to go. But I love shoes, right? So if you think about trying on new thoughts, like trying on different pairs of shoes, some fit perfectly. Some are too big. Some are too small. Some are uncomfortable. Some are too tight, right? You just try them on and they may not always apply to you. And it's okay. You just release it, right? Just put the shoes back in the box and try on another pair. So some thoughts that I started to try on, depending on what was going on, were thoughts like, I have so much to learn by staying open to this. Or it was always going to happen this way for my highest good. Or other people can be who they are and there's nothing I can do about it. And there was a sort of a mantra that I would repeat to myself and it really helped me. And it goes like this. I am responsible for this pain. I have created it with my mind. I can learn so much if I go in without resistance. I can meet myself intimately on the inside. I forgive myself for my part in this. I accept myself for who I am. I am not this experience. I am good. If I create pain with my mind, I can also create relief with my mind. To release the pain, I must acknowledge that I am holding it. So I have this written down on a post-it note. And I stuck it on the inside of my journal and I would read it all the time. But to be completely honest... This whole process took time. I'm not going to pretend that I was able to heal decades of holding on to pain and trauma in a few weeks. It's a work in progress, but I've made so much progress, so much more progress in six months of learning how to be a life coach and working with a life coach than anything else I'd ever tried. That's the power of coaching. And I'm so proud of myself for going all in with this process because. It's not only made me a better coach, it's made me a better mom, a better person. I've learned how to hold space for my clients. I've learned how to be neutral. I was able to use a lot of what I was learning with my clients who did my group program earlier this year, and they loved it. And as part of the certification process, I had to be willing and able to coach people on anything. I was coaching people on things that had nothing to do with weight loss coaching. So I was coaching clients on their business. I was coaching clients on their mindset. And knowing that the tools can work on any problem means that I can coach anyone on anything. As long as they want to be coached, obviously. And that's such an amazing feeling. I get to help people change their lives. I have the best job in the world. So if you're struggling with dropping the weight, whether it's physical, emotional, or both. Remember this. It all begins with a thought. So if you're not getting the results that you want, it's time to choose a different thought. And no, it's not easy. It's uncomfortable and it's unfamiliar. And your mind will offer to take you back to what you know. That's where the work is. But I believe in you and I'm here for you. That's all for today. Bye for now. Thanks so much for tuning in this week and trusting that none of this has to be complicated. 
At the end of the day, I want you to feel empowered to know that you can have the health, the body, and the life that you desire. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode and tag me on Instagram while listening at It's Eva Rodriguez so that I can support you along your journey. I'll talk to you next week. Bye.